Hello and welcome to Aspen Physician Spotlight. My name is Vikram Christian. I'm a pediatric gastroenterologist at the University of Minnesota. And today I have the pleasure of being joined by my friend and colleague, Dr. Ruba Abdelhadi. Ruba is a pediatric gastroenterologist and professor of pediatrics at the University of Missouri in Kansas City. She is the Director of Nutrition Support at Children's Mercy Hospital. She serves on the Aspen Board of Directors and is a board member of the National Board of Physician Nutrition Specialists. Ruba, welcome. It is an honor to interview you today. Thank you for spending your time today with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to be with you today, Vikram. Tell me about how you came about you know, doing this work here at Children's Mercy and what was your inspiration behind it? Well, you know, it was the strangest coincidence. I uh, One day I was asked to develop a nutrition uh, course for uh, for medical students. And so I, um, the person who was giving the nutrition crash course to the students uh, moved. And so I had to come up with an entire curriculum to give to uh, medical students before graduating. And I had to give, to cram the whole like course over a week time. And so I I came to enjoy it. And when I finished like the slide set and like the case, um, uh, the case presentations, I felt it was really a very good field. And I came to enjoy working with the patients. And then when I came to Children's Mercy, actually I met with Beth Lyman, who is very well known mm -hmm. to the Aspen community, a senior nutrition support nurse. And she really, helped me um, advance my career and she had so many brilliant ideas about minimizing catheter-related bloodstream infections and about um, like starting an enteral um, access team and so I, I followed along and, and it's been really a very rewarding uh, experience for me. So it sounds like your interest in nutrition stemmed after creating a nutrition curriculum for medical students. Can you share with us, Rupa, your own nutrition background and training and um, just the education that you've received on nutrition through the years? Yeah, that's a very good point in that, you know, like in, um, in medical school, nursing school, pharmacy school, there is no dedicated nutrition uh, content in, in education. And so I really feel that this is a huge gap in, in, uh, in knowledge and education. And I'm also one of the, the people who, who came to find out how important nutrition education is like in hindsight. And so I did not have like formal training in nutrition, neither in pre-med or medical or even during fellowship we did not have like a dedicated nutrition curriculum as part of our fellowship. And so I had to like read the books and I had to like prepare for exams and I had to sit for exams for nutrition, for nutrition support. And, and that's how I came to love the field and, 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 um, and practice nutrition. And so this calls for a need to re to reconsider what should be on the content in pre pre medical in like in undergrad and in graduate education not only in medicine but in nursing and pharmacy and like all healthcare professions because nutrition is a very important part of care of not only children but like all of like patients of all age groups 
And so I'm, I'm really glad you, br you bring that point in our uh, interview today. And you brought up um, like nutrition certification, like CNSC, and I know that you serve on the board for the NBPNS. Um, I personally have taken the CNSC, but um, have been always considering um, the NBPNS as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about these certifications, how they are similar, how they differ, um, and just your thoughts on them in general? Yeah, I am really very excited to, to talk about this uh, subject. So I feel that both exams are very worth considering. Both exams are very worth taking. If you want to have um, the, the physician nutrition specialist certification, that's the NBPNS exam. And if you want the certified nutrition support clinician, that's the NBNSC exam that is offered by Aspen. For me, any kind of nutrition certification is worth the while for all clinicians because it gives you it gives you an opportunity to have the recognition as a specialist and it also gives you the credibility you are you are um, a healthcare professional with an added value to your institution and above all you're giving your patients better care because you are a nutrition expert and you are and you are taking care of their nutrition in their journey towards cure and healing and well-being. I completely agree. I think it just um, adds that additional value for um, your own you know, patient care that you provide, as well as um, your value to the organization that you're a part of. Speaking of, um, I know that you've been faculty you know, for 10 years at um, the University of Missouri at Kansas City, and you're currently um, serving as a professor of pediatrics. Can you tell me more about the role that nutrition specifically and the work that you do there in the field of nutrition has played in your own career advancement as faculty? So I think when I found like my passion, uh, I found my career path, everything was falling into place. And so like you build your scholarly activities on the things that you enjoy the most. The teaching part of your scholarly activities, if you enjoy nutrition, I really enjoy very much like talking about nutrition education and like to students, undergrad, graduate, residence fellows, um, interprofessional, like healthcare professionals. So I really enjoy, enjoy the teaching part of it. And then the clinical practice, you can also advance your, your career in nutrition because you're building your like your clinical practice on the, the field that you enjoy the most. And then service, you can also have, you can earn more scholarly work or scholarly activities in service by serving um, in um, like the societies that, that um, uh, specialize in nutrition. So Aspen is one of them and Aspigan. Um, both societies have tremendous opportunities for service for physicians, for um, uh, professionals who are looking to advance their academic career. And so you, you apply to, to join committees, you sign up to participate in projects, you meet new people, you, you collaborate into writing papers or uh, designing a research project, and then you, you serve your community through these uh, committees. And so I feel that in, in my field, I was able to advance in my clinical practice, in my teaching, 
in my service and in my research and publication, because all of these scholarly activities were built around the field that I found my passion in, which is like nutrition and nutrition, nutrition support. And so for, a, for an academician, it's really important to identify where your passion is and then, and then all of the opportunities in, in advancing your academic um, uh, like character come along in all of these different categories because for you to excel, for you to excel in any field, you really have to be enjoying what you're doing to succeed. Ruba, thank you for sharing that your passion, you know, for the field of nutrition and about how you incorporated that into um, the service that you do at Kansas City, as well as the development of your clinical program there. Can you tell us or our listeners a little bit more about what you learned through development of um, the clinical program there? I think the most important thing is collaboration. You really, mm -hmm. we cannot accomplish things on our own. And what is so beautiful about, about nutrition is the interdisciplinary setting and like the fact that it is an interprofessional, an interprofessional field. And so I think what I what I enjoy the most and what I appreciate the most is my collaboration with the pharmacist, PharmD, the dietitians, mm -hmm. the, the nutrition support nurses, the advanced practice nurses, uh, the other providers our intestinal rehab team, uh, there is so much to learn. The social worker, the discharge planner, the psychologist, all of these components of the team have so much to offer, not only for our patients and our families, but for us as professionals, because we learn from one another and that's how we, we serve the patients better because as a team, we have better service to give than one individual um, healthcare professional who is trying to juggle different hats. And so I feel that this is the most important thing that, that I found most valuable in my clinical practice. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that, Ruba. And I think collaboration is just so key in the field of nutrition support and, you know, within the larger organization of Aspen. Um, I just love that we are so multidisciplinary and collaborative, um, you know, across disciplines within our organization. Um, and I'm sure you have experienced that, you know, serving on the um, Aspen Board of Directors. Um, I think you told me that you had uh, completed a year now of service. Um, what can you share with us, non-board members, about um, the inner workings of Aspen and what you've learned about our organization uh, from the inside? I think serving on the Board of Directors has been like um, an amazing experience because I came to realize the incredible work that happens behind the scenes. I mean, the annual meeting planning, the programming, the, uh, the selection of the, of the sessions, the speakers, um, and then like the, uh, the NCP and JPEN journals and how, uh, and how like, um, uh, like um, publications are, are selected. And then Malnutrition Awareness Week, I mean, the staff, are phenomenal. And I just, I, I found it, it was a very humbling experience to become, like to become knowledgeable of how much work happens behind the scenes. It's an incredible society and, and there is so much more to do to serve patients and their families. And I'm just, um, I'm just very grateful to be given this opportunity to serve on the board. 
Thank you, Robert. I'm just very grateful to be a member of the organization and you know service on the physician engagement committee. A quick plug for the committee, just the amount of work that they do also on an annual basis in preparation for the annual meeting. There's just a lot that goes on in Aspen and um, it's such a wonderful organization to be a part of. Um, now, Ruba, you mentioned uh, Malnutrition Awareness Week, and I know that um, advocacy is something which is very close to your heart. Uh, could you share with us a little bit about, um, you know, just your um, how you incorporate advocacy into your uh, into your practice or into your day to day, and uh, what would you like to share with us about Malnutrition Awareness Week? Yes, Malnutrition Awareness Week was a huge success. Go on Malnutrition Awareness Week, the Aspen. A website and find what you can do to serve your patients. For us pediatricians, being a pediatrician is being a child's advocate. This is how this is how important it is to to advocate for for the children who um who really who we want for them not only the best health but we also want for them like the best quality of life. And so nutrition is a is a human right. Uh, healthy nutrition is a human right. And so if you go on that website, there are actually clickable links that take you directly to your Congress representative, um, uh, Senate, and, and send them letters and tell them how they can do, what they can do to help our patients get healthy nutrition. Um, the, the Medical Nutrition Act, there are so many there are so many things that we can do. We can serve our, our children on a, on a like national level by speaking to our Congress, our representatives, and urging them to support all of the bills that, that support pay, like our, our children's healthy nutrition and, uh, and their right for, for a good uh, and, and healthy nutrition. Thank you for sharing that, Roba. I think there's definitely strength in numbers when we all take that active role to speak up on behalf of our patients that we serve. Ruba, thank you for you know sharing with us all of your you know your passions and everything that you're working on. Um, what I'd like to know is what are you working on right now, and what should our listeners keep an eye out for? I think um, I think right now we want to know how we can find out who is malnourished. Every clinical encounter. If you are seeing a patient in the clinic or on the floor or in the emergency department or in urgent care, we really want something standardized to identify who is at risk and who has malnutrition and who needs like proper nutrition, who are who, those who are living in, in food deserts or who have, um, who have like um, um, need for access. And so I think right now, the two priorities that I feel are necessary is identifying malnutrition and recognizing malnutrition every clinical encounter and not missing out on this opportunity to address it. And then um, nutrition education to undergrads, to, to graduate and to postgraduate, incorporating nutrition in the curriculum in all healthcare professions, not only medicine, but nursing and pharmacy. and uh, and all for the identification of malnutrition and for addressing it and treating it and preventing it from continuing to be uh, a big problem in not only in the in the underdeveloped world but even in the developed countries. 
I'm interested because you mentioned um, food access and food insecurity and how that plays a role in malnutrition. I was just wondering what your thoughts were um, or what your advice was for a practitioner who recommends nutritional therapies or dietary therapies um, as we often do in pediatric gastroenterology and how we can take into account food insecurity and food access issues when doing so. I think that not only for gastroenterologists, for all for for all like specialists and for for all physicians and providers and advanced practice nurses, I think recognizing the hunger vital signs is very important. And like these two very short screening questions can help us recognize and identify those who have food insecurity. And then we can involve social work and the primary care physician and then like um, get them access to it. I mean, there is so much we can do, but we really have to have the hunger vital signs incorporated in every health in in very in every clinical encounter, so that we can catch them and address it instead of just giving them a prescription or a recommendation and not thinking twice if they are able to have access to the food or not. You're absolutely right, and the hunger vital sign for our. Uh viewers who may not be familiar is a two question validated screening tool to screen for household food insecurity. Um, and it's just two questions. Um, it's, it's easy to administer. Um, some medical systems have incorporated that into their electronic medical record. Um, I wish we did it more often, Ruba. Um, are you able, do you feel like you're able to uh, screen for food insecurity for the patients that you see? Is that a common practice? I think, you know, in an ideal world, we really have to in every clinical encounter. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, at Children's Mercy, we do have advocacy efforts. And Dr. Bracken mm -hmm. is our pioneer in, in addressing hunger and recognizing hunger. So we have, we, we are on the right track. We just want a more standardized effort across all, all um, uh, uh, hospitals and institutions mm -hmm. so that we can recognize and, and, and diagnose and address malnutrition. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, you know, one part of it is screening for food insecurity, but the other problem is, you know, what do you do about it? And, you know, sometimes there are food resources that you can um, provide immediately. I know clinics which um, are able to provide um, food baskets to families right on the spot if they screen positive. Um, and also, of course, referral to um, like, um, organizations like Feeding America, which you know can provide more um, stable long-term um, food resources, but I think it really ties back to um, advocacy. Um, I, I'm sure you agree with that. Though I think there's just a lot of room to um, to help and mitigate food insecurity on a national advocacy level. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. So Ruba, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for sharing, you know, everything that you do at Children's Mercy Kansas City and about your passion. Thank you so much for having me. And I really look forward to hearing about uh, the Aspen Physician Engagement um, uh, Committee and what you guys are up to. And I, I look forward to supporting the Physician Engagement com Committee to the fullest. All right. Thank you, Ruba. Thank you so much. <laughs>